0: call 800 333 kia for details always drive safely limited inventory available warranties include 10-year 100,000 mile powertrain and 5-year 60,000 mile basic warranties are limited see retailer for details
3: Let's go! this is the Lombardi line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi now here is your host Stormy Bonatoni, on vSEN the sports betting network
2: this is v and DraftKings Network. Welcome in to this Wednesday edition of the Lombardi Line. The show, as always, presented by DraftKings alongside Mike Somich, who's in for Michael Lombardi today, Stormy and Tony with you. If you missed any of our one of the show, remember you can always download the Lombardi Line in podcast form wherever you get your podcasts. We broke down all of the college hoops and NBA craziness of yesterday. Also ask the question of what is the best way to end a game? Is it a buzzer beater? Is it a Hail Mary? Is it a game-winning goal in game? Seven, Like we were talking about earlier, Mike. But if you want to get in on the conversation, tweet at us at v live at Sama Bomb 18 at Storm Bon and Tony would love to hear some of your thoughts on that, Um, Mike. But let's get into the NFL because it is combine week and we have so much going on and quotes galore that are coming out of GMs and coaches. Players are going to talk today. Um, And one of the things that came out is about the Vikings believing that Kirk Cousins wants to stay in Minnesota. Take a listen to what Kevin O'Connell had to say yesterday.
4: Kirk Cousins knows how I feel about him. Uh, I've held no secrets there. Uh, He knows how the Minnesota Vikings feel about him. I believe Kirk wants to be a Viking, Um, and we're going to work to try to make that uh, the outcome. Kirk was a huge reason why um, I thought so highly amongst a lot of things about the Minnesota Vikings' opportunity. Um, Because of my belief in him, Uh, we've won a lot of games over these two years with, with Kirk as our quarterback, and I thought he was playing as well as anybody in the National Football League when he got. Hurt.
2: He was. He was playing great. He was having a career year, and then he he tears the Achilles. Now the question is, what happens with him this year? Do you think he ultimately stays in Minnesota?
4: I do. I, I, he had the opportunity before that Achilles tear, and he was top five in almost every statistical category as far as NFL quarterbacks went last year to be traded. They were sitting there at one and four, and and the talk was, does he go to the Jets? What what's his next landing spot? And he came out and said, I want to stay in Minnesota. I believe in this team. My family is happy here to me, I would be surprised if he does a 180 in this offseason. Yes, he wants to get paid. He wants as much money as possible, but I don't see him saying, okay, I'm just going to go to Pittsburgh. I'm going to go to New England. I'm going to go to Denver, wherever you want to place him, right? Las Vegas and uproot his family. Cause he has always been a family man and someone who's interested in, in that consistency. And he is happy there in Minnesota. So I'd be surprised if he doesn't end up back on the Vikings. And if you're the Vikings, What else are you going to do here? I mean, you don't have a draft pick where you're likely going to get a quarterback that you feel can be the quarterback of the future right away. You need to have, you have a prolific offense. I mean, Addison was definitely a hit in the draft last year. You've got Jefferson on the other side. He's, probably the best wide receiver in football right now. You don't want to have this quarterback that can't get them the ball. We saw what that looked like last year. And this is a team that played a lot of close games again. They have the ability to jump back up into the top tier of the NFL from a record perspective very quickly with Cousins at quarterback. So for me, it makes sense for everybody here, for Kirk Cousins to stay in Minnesota. And if you are Minnesota and you want to start figuring out what the future looks like, draft a quarterback in the third round, draft one in the fourth round, And give Cousins this two-year, three-year type bridge deal where you get to keep him in Minnesota, keep your team moving forward, keep Justin Jefferson happy, and then also figure out, okay, do we have the guy of the future sitting behind him?
2: Well, and that's the thing about Kirk Cousins is, okay, how much are you going to pay him now? Because that portion of it's very important. There were the reports that came out last week about the Vikings not wanting to guarantee his contract like he's had in the past, and how much does that impact maybe Kirk Cousins' decision making. Do you think that there's any stock in what Adam Schefter said this week about how, in his mind, maybe negotiations aren't going as well as we think with Kirk Cousins because if they were, then he wouldn't be posting that video like he did on the tennis courts. But I don't know. We already saw those moves on the NHL honor stage when he was dancing with the magic Mike crew. So we can tell that the, that the Achilles is feeling okay at least right now, but is there any stock in a report like that that you can take?
4: I don't think so. I think Kirk Cousins is just having fun right now. And he's out there living his life. And we've seen how goofy he can be. We saw that with the, the Netflix series quarterback. And then we've seen it, like you said, at the NHL Awards as well. And so for me, Kirk Cousins is out there having a good time. I don't think that's a big part of it. And look, any negotiation isn't going well until someone signs on the dotted line, right? I mean, that is everyone would have liked this to be done already. It's not done yet. I don't think the Achilles is a big setback here. This is someone that they know works hard and that they've had in the building for multiple years. So from an injury perspective, as long as he's on track to return when they expect him to return, I don't think that's a big setback from a contract perspective. So we'll see what he's able to get. But I think this all ends up with him in Minnesota and I'm not too worried about that right now.
2: And you mentioned the Justin Jefferson piece of it as well. He and C.D. Lamb, I'm sure, going back and forth to see who's going to be the highest paid wide receiver in the league right now. But uh, general manager Cuesi Quef- Adolfo Menza said, we think he's the best wide receiver in the league and should be compensated as such. We think he's one of the best non-quarterbacks in the league and should be compensated as such, adding, we're excited to have him and we'll continue those conversations because he's somebody we want around for a long time and who could blame them? Because I think that there's been kind of this rumor, Will, smor- swirling around that if, okay, if we if 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 Kirk Cousins ends up going somewhere else in free agency, maybe we don't bring back Justin Jefferson and we just rebuild from the ground up, but it doesn't sound like that's the plan at all. They think that they could have had a lot more success this year had Kirk Cousins stayed healthy and that Justin Jefferson similarly stays healthy. He should get paid.
4: Yeah, I think they're right, too. I think they would have had success last year. And everyone goes back to two seasons ago when they had the, the record uh, in those one-score games, which everyone points at and says, oh, they were a lucky team. Well, they were in all of those games as well. And they were playing good football. And yeah, they, they got some good bounces. Last year's team, those first five games, when they were one in four, four of those were one-score games. It was a situation, again, where they're in all of these football games. They're a competitive football team right now. And there's no reason to move yourself away from being a competitive football team, especially when you see like teams like the Rams this year, who were very, very close to making the Super Bowl. People don't realize how close they were. That they beaten, De- beaten Detroit, they would have had a real shot at taking down San Francisco. So you can go from being a bad team to a good team in the NFL very quickly, and you've got all the pieces in Minnesota. You need to upgrade the defense a little bit. But other than that, this is a team that can compete right away, and there's absolutely no reason if you can get Kirk Cousins back to move on from someone like Justin Jefferson, who I agree is the best wide receiver in football. And look, the nice part about signing someone like Justin Jefferson is that you can sign him and he will have value throughout that, that entire contract. People will still trade for him if he's the highest paid receiver in football because he is that good. And when you look at how you acquire a top 10 receiver, you either draft him or you trade for him. You never get those type of guys in free agency. We saw T. Higgins. You're not going to be able to get him in free agency as well. If you want him, you're going to have to trade for him or Cincinnati's going to figure out how to extend him after after uh, putting the salary tag on him. So the it is one of those situations where if you want one of these guys, you've got to pay him or you got to trade for him and you never want to give them up for nothing. I don't see any way they don't work something out with Jeff, Justin Jefferson long term.
2: Yeah, I'm with you. And the GM said as much saying that trading Jefferson never crossed their mind. They want to keep him there. And the comment that you made about teams having the ability to go from really bad to really good quickly, I'm sure sounds extremely appealing to the Washington commanders because they have been <laughs> really bad for a while now. They have the number two overall pick in this year's draft. And their general manager, Adam Peters, said as far as a quarterback decision goes, they That it has not been made, quote, by any stretch of the imagination and added comments that he had good conversations with Sam Howell and is excited about him. Of course, the everybody's thinking that they're going to go number two at quarterback. They need to likely Drake May, but Jaden Daniels has been a little bit of a wild card that's been discussed as maybe leapfrogging May in this draft. What do you think ultimately ends up happening with the commanders at quarterback?
4: Well, Sam Howell will not be taking the first snap under center. I can tell you that right now. They may be happy with him, but he is not going to be the starting quarterback in Washington. And this is one of the most interesting parts of the draft to me is what does Washington do with that number two pick? We have seen so much Drake may slander. It feels like come out over the last couple of weeks leading into this combine. People forget he ran for over 600 yards at North Carolina. It's not like he's just a statue back there. He is a mobile guy. He is an athletic guy as well. But then you look at Jaden Daniels and the possible upside throws a beautiful deep ball, has that speed, able to extend the play. And you look at, you know, bringing someone in uh, like Kingsbury, who likes to work with mobile quarterbacks and like someone like Jaden Daniels. This is the one where I think it's going to be interesting coming up to the draft. I think you're going to be able to see both of these players at plus 200 at one point or another because of the buzz inside the news cycle. So I'm going to be keeping a very close eye on this number two pick market and seeing if I can get both of them at plus money and also keeping a really close eye on specific player to Washington market. I know if you look right now, Jaden Daniels plus 120 to be the number two overall pick, but Jaden Daniels to Washington sitting there at plus 180. So you're able to get some extra value by saying, no, it's Washington who's picking him at two. I don't see a world where Washington trades out of this two pick. They want to take their guy there. And so it's going to be one of those two quarterbacks to Washington. The question is which one. So by, by looking at the different markets available, specifically pairing a player with a team and pairing a player with a draft pick. I think you're going to be able to get value on both of these guys before the draft goes off.
2: Yeah, I was just going to say, unless people keep on trying to connect the dots with Cliff Kingsbury and Caleb Williams, that if they would trade out of it, they trade out to number one. But that is a tall task. And as we talked about in hour one, the Bears would want a significant offer to move out of a generational talent in Caleb Williams. Um, and who wouldn't want Caleb Williams, it seems like right now. But it'll be interesting to see what comes out about his interview process. I know the only there's no question marks whatsoever about him in terms of his on field capabilities and the physical tools he has. But maybe the maturity, maybe some of the other off the field things have been questioned about him. But to tie this all together, we might as well, because also in hour one, we showed you that clip of uh, Sean Payton talking about the person wearing the t-shirt and all the quarterbacks that were on it in Denver. Well, the commanders have had 12 starting quarterbacks since Kirk Cousins walked away in free agency in 2018. So see how it all comes together. We just have a web going right now.
4: That's more the norm than anything else, right? If you don't have very many Green Bays where it's Brett Favre (laughs) to Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love, you don't have very many Kansas cities where it feels like you've had consistent quarterback play there now with Mahomes in there for six years or like the norm is you have to recycle through all these quarterbacks. It's one of the reasons why when you have a top pick, look, I realize you're spending a lot of draft capital on a quarterback. They only hit about 50 percent of the time when you're looking at those top tier round one quarterbacks. But you're in limbo until you hit one because you end up signing guys and no offense to Baker Mayfield, who played fine this year, but you end up signing guys like Baker Mayfield or you look at the Colts and the and the, uh, the Matt Ryan of it all, where they go through this stretch of quarterbacks where they're trying to find a veteran quarterback. You need to draft quarterbacks. You need to take them early and you have to hope that they hit. And I, if you, they don't, then you go ahead and you draft another because you're going to be terrible anyway.
2: <laughs> I know we have to hit the break, but on Baker Mayfield specifically, do you think this past year resurgence we saw is that for real or is it a one year thing?
4: I mean, he was better. I don't know if I call it a resurgence, right? Like, Come he, on, those still were Geno a,
2: Smith numbers and comeback player of the year. Let's go. Yeah,
4: I'm, okay. He's a top <laughs> top 15 to 20 quarterback, but you're not winning a Super Bowl with him or with Geno Smith, right? I, so you agree. gotta figure out what the answer is. And
2: I was gonna say, and we all saw Geno Smith take a step back this year. That's why I think the question is worth asking. We're gonna hit the break. Lots more NFL news and notes to get to. And it's Wednesday, which means nothing, but why not Wednesday coming up? You won't wanna miss it. We'll be right back.
0: Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here's your host, Stormy
1: Bonatoni on vSEN, the
4: sports betting network.
2: Baseball is back, and what better way to hit off the Grapefruit and Cactus League than with v free MLB betting primer. This primer will tell you how to bet on spring training and continue all season long with our v Experts World Series Futures Analysis. Our free MLB betting primer has basic baseball advice for anybody new to betting MLB, plus a breakdown on how to use Sabre Metrics for more data-driven betters to make this your best season yet. Bet Major League Baseball smarter this season. Download the free MLB betting primer now. Again, it is for free vsin.com slash guide. That's vsin.com slash guide.
3: Maybe a stupid one. I'm just spitballing here. Can it
2: make you say why not? That wasn't a stupid question.
3: It's time for Why Not Wednesday. I mean, why not? You know when they say it's so crazy it just might work?
2: It's so crazy it just might work. For anybody who's new here, Why Not Wednesday is Mike and I are going to look at a few plus money props, some longer shot odds, and see if it just maybe can make you turn your head and say, why not? I'll place that wager. (laughs) Let's start with the NFL combine this week. There are some fun props that have come out with regard to the skills competitions, the 40 yard dash. Mike, can you say why not do someone breaking the 40 yard dash combine record of a four 2 two?
4: I can. Why not? I mean, this would be fun. Like this seems like one where like if I'm sitting there and I'm bored and it's the middle of the week and I'm watching some combine. I would want to root for the under, right? You don't want to sit there and root for everyone to be slower than 4.22. So to me, this would be a fun one. You know, know, pizza money style bet. Because if I was going to actually like take this seriously from a handicapping perspective, you'd really want like two or three guys you're targeting to say, okay, they have a legitimate shot to beat this. But for me, it'd be fun to kind of root for the fast time every single time someone steps the mark.
2: I would pay money to see you standing in front of your television with your own clock. Like they got it wrong. <laughs> this is it. Um Josh Ross holds the current record set in 2017. Seven prospects since have run sub for 40 forty-yard dashes. And NFL.com's Eric Edholm actually put together a list of twenty potential prospects. He thinks a handful of them could potentially beat that record. So the plus four twenty-five, very much so in play. Lots of those former like high school track stars right wide receivers corners some speedy guys one speedy guy Marvin Harrison Jr. who is not going to be participating in any of these major events at the combine but could you say why not to him upsetting the apple cart and being the top overall pick in this year's NFL draft 22 to 1 is it enough
4: no No, not even close to enough. If you gave me 220 to one, I would not (laughs) bet him to be the top overall pick in the draft. So hard pass on this one. There's zero chance he goes number one. It's going to be a quarterback. Actually, it's going to be Caleb Williams. I'm not one of those tie your money up minus a thousand guys. This should be more than minus a thousand. Caleb Williams is going number one. Either the Bears are taking him or someone is going to pay so much in draft capital to go up and get the number one pick. They have to take Caleb Williams, too. So no interest in any of the long shots in this market.
2: Yeah, people can try to tell us all they want that somebody else can still get there, that Drake may, you can still take a long shot price on him. I don't see it. And, and I'm with you, especially with Marvin Harrison Jr. Quarterback is king. There are too many quarterback needy teams. If not the Bears, someone would be trading up to get him. I'm with you for sure. He's a $9 favorite right now. Caleb Williams is to go number one overall. And I would be legitimately shocked. Shocked, like something absurd, absurd would have to happen for a not to be Caleb Williams. Uh, Speaking of absurd, San Diego State went to a national championship last year. Remarkable run. Incredibly fun. Could they make the final four again? I don't think so. But at 16 to 1, could you say why not?
4: I, I could say why not to this one it's a lot of it matters on the draw and what 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 region they end up with who ends up inside of that region for them obviously you want to avoid someone like Yukon but this is still a pretty good San Diego State they're not quite as good defensively as they were last year but they're coming out of a tough mountain west and so I'll give them some credit here and the price at 16 to 1 doesn't make me absolutely hate it it, it not when I'm running to the window again I'm not, not something I'm like yeah let's put a put a couple thousand on this one but uh I, this this kind of fits the why not format for me. I think it's going to be a wild March Madness. If you like San Diego State, the price isn't that bad.
2: It is, and it's a tournament, obviously, where there's a lot of volatility. I just... I mean, they shocked me last year. I thought that they could be an Elite Eight team. I did not see them getting to a Final Four. I did not see them getting to a National Championship. Um, And they had a tough draw, too. They had to go through Alabama, you remember, at that time Mm -hmm. early on in the bracket, which they did. But my thing about them this year is looking through their schedule, their struggles away from Viejas Arena. I don't know if a neutral court will be different, but all seven of their losses this season have been on the road. They beat Utah State by 14 at home, lost by five on the road, beat Nevada by 12 at home, lost on the road. CSU beat them by 16 at home, lost by Eight on the road. It's just a consistent theme, and that's something that worries me here moving forward. um Okay, in terms of the NBA MVP, we know that Nikola Jokic is an odds-on favorite right now. Shea Gilgis Alexander has gotten a little bit of love. Maybe you could throw in a Luca. Maybe you could throw in, in a Giannis. Could you throw in a Jason Tatum, the best player on the best team in the NBA right now, available at thirty to one.
4: No, he was better last year. If you look statistically like this is, this is, this is because of how well Boston is playing. And because Boston is so good that you're getting more and more of this Tatum buzz to me, it's really a three horse race. I think Luke is the only one that can come down, can, can, that can run down both Shea and Jokic down the stretch uh, to me. Look, it's Jokic's award to lose at this point. But Shea Gilgis Alexander, if they can get the one seed in the West, you can make an argument that he is the guy too. After that is Doncic and nobody else for me. So again, this one could be a hundred to one. I'm probably still not yeah. putting anything in on Tatum.
2: I think the longest I would be willing to go is Giannis and like the Bucks would really, really have to get it together and take it to a next level in order for me to get there. Shea Gildas Alexander is the best, I think, from a plus money price perspective. If you're gonna bet somebody realistic. But yeah, I can't get there with Jason Tatum either. How about in the Eastern Conference in general, the Celtics, it seems to be a a two horse race. And by that two horse, I mean the Celtics and everybody else. But could you say why not to Miami at nine to one?
4: I could say why not to Miami. I can't say why not to Miami at nine to one. I need a bigger price. This this is not the same heat team that we've seen the last couple of years. the, The heat just don't feel like the heat of the past to me here. You still have Spolster in there, who is the best coach in the NBA. So that is a huge advantage when you get to the playoffs. It kind of felt like they were sleepwalking a little bit last year, specifically on the offensive side of the ball. They kind of don't have the talent this year that they had last year. So for me, this is too short of a price to get
2: excited about the Heat. Yeah, when Will was on the show this week, we talked about would you take the Celtics or the field if you had the option? And I I think that I would bet the Celtics. I just feel like they're the team that's going to come out of the East. They're so good right now. Let's head out to Major League Baseball. Shohei Otani on a new team this year, changing it up from the Reds to the Blues. Probably didn't have to move his house though. Um him to lead Major League Baseball in homers. Also a 9 to 1 price. He's not pitching this year, put more attention into the bats.
4: Yeah, why not? Nine to one is not bad, and he's going to hit a bunch of dingers, uh, especially inside that ballpark there, at Dodger Stadium. So I, I don't hate the look here at Shohei Otani at nine to one. I think this is, uh, again, not what I'm rushing to the to the, to the yeah. window to bet, but a good pizza money play here to give you some care for the full season. And and you got to think that he is going to be better at the plate when he doesn't have to pitch. He's just going to DH for this Dodgers team. To me, it makes a lot of sense.
2: Could I sell you on a Juan Soto at fifteen to one? because just looking at where he's going to bat in the lineup, he's used to be in that three hole hitter for his career. But now he gets to bat second in front of Aaron Judge, open up some opportunity for him. I kind of like that number.
4: Yeah, I don't hate the number on Soto either. This this home run market, I think, is pretty wide open. I don't I don't hate the Alonzo idea either. If you want to look toward the Mets. So there's some people that you can get at decent prices here and still get uh, gets a nice sweat for the full season.
2: Let's go to a little hockey. The Golden Knights, who, by the way, yesterday became the fastest NHL franchise to 300 wins. Could they repeat in 2024? The price is 13 to one. I know this is a team that's dealt with a lot of injury issues. Their captain, Mark Stone, not available right now. But could you say why not once we get to the final stretch?
4: Oh, this is close. I I wouldn't. (laughs) Look, it's again, this is price dependent to me because I do think the Golden Knights are one of the handful of teams that could win the Stanley Cup 13 to one seems a little bit short right now, simply because I, this team doesn't feel as good as last year's team. It just doesn't feel like you have the same consistency. They've been very good at home, struggled a little bit more on the road. you mentioned the injuries. We don't know how healthy they're going to be when we get into the Stanley Cup playoffs here. I think Colorado is better than they were last year. I think Edmonton is better than they were last year. And the, the East has some good teams. And we also have the Canucks who came up out of nowhere as well. So 13 to one, a little bit short, uh, but I, I I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility the Golden Knights make a playoff run.
2: Yeah, maybe they could put it together. I would love it. I think my best sports memory of my entire life was last year being in person at game five. Just so, so freaking cool. I love it. Thematically, let's stay with Vegas, the soon to be Vegas A's the Oakland A's. 25 to 1 just to make the playoffs. Could the A's just put a little bit of a season together? Could we get there?
4: What's their win total? <laughs> Isn't it the lowest in all of Major League Baseball? Yeah, no. They're not making the playoffs. Uh, I they they will be better than last year maybe. Like but but it's not going to be a lot better. Uh and this is still not an easy division for them to be able to win. Their wild card is out of the realm of possibility for them. You see them there 56 and a <laughs> half wins. Let's say you need 82 at the lowest to make the playoffs. I would almost rather take all overs on their season win total than play 25 to 1 to make the playoffs.
2: For perspective, the A's have the, as you said, the lowest season win total in all of baseball. The Dodgers season win total is 103 and a half
4: my lord almost double my
2: goodness okay we've gotta hit the break here real quickly that was such a fun edition of why not Wednesday appreciate you playing along when we come back from this break we'll continue giving out some plays specifically for the day always fun looking at futures but I know you want to bet things now that you don't have to hole up in the account for an entire calendar year Harry Gagnon host of the Against All Odds podcast former Vegas sportsbook supervisor he is going to join us next keep it locked right here on VEASAN and DraftKings Network more Lombardi line after this
3: line with former nfl executive michael lombardi
1: now here's your host stormy Bonatoni on vsin the sports
2: betting network welcome back to the lombardi line put the vsin experts to work for you and start betting smarter with a vsin pro subscription sign up on a vsin pro annual subscription today that'll get you your first year for only 199 instead of the typical 240 dollars price all you have to do is use our promo code lombardi Get VEASAN Pro access to everything we do for an entire year. That includes our daily best bets with a leaderboard to see which VEASAN expert has the hot hand, betting splits to show you where the money and bets are moving for each and every game, betting systems, premium analysis, 24-7 video access, plus our upcoming March Madness betting guide with best bets for every game and round of the big dance. Remember to use the promo code Lombardi. That'll get you your first year of VEASAN Pro access for only $199. Sign up today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Our guy, Michael Lombardi, getting some well-deserved time away. Mike Samich, kind enough to step in and hang out with us for the next couple of days. And Harry Gagnon, still willing to join us, which I always appreciate. Former Vegas Sportsbook Supervisor, now host of the Against All Odds podcast. What's going on, Harry?
1: Love it, guys. How's everything going in Vegas? Everything okay?
2: Everything's good and always great to see your smiling face. Although I will say I miss the cartoons this time of year.
1: <laughs> I know. Uh, you know what? Maybe uh, come um, NCAA tournament time, Maybe we'll get one together. Maybe we'll put something together for everybody, and it'll be a lot of fun.
2: Well, let's get into some of the the plays of the day here. We got a six game slate in the association. What's your favorite bet in basketball tonight?
1: You know what? I'm going to take the Bulls, Norman. I'm going to take the Bulls plus five and a half at home against Cleveland. What a way to win a game last night for the Cavs, right? Shores is from fifty nine feet. That was fantastic. It was crazy after they were only they were down ten with like four minutes ago. They had really rally, and now they have to come right back, go on the road. they got to go into Chicago. I think it's a letdown situation for the Cavs. I'm going to take, like I said, I'm going to take the five and a half. Two weeks ago, they played in uh, Cleveland. The Bulls lost by just um, three points in that one, so I think it's going to be close. Kobe White had 32 in that game, so again, I think it's going to be close. I'm going to take the Bulls with a five and a half. Bulls had a 10 Fair is fair. They had a terrible game last night, losing at home to the Pistons. But the Pistons were really upset from the game before, as we know, when they should have been uh the Knicks should have been called for a foul late in the game and weren't and blew that game. I think DeRozan, Vucevic and White bounced back with a big game after losing to Detroit. I think this game's gonna be close. At home, I'm gonna take five and a half with a solid showing by the Bulls
4: tonight. Yeah, people don't realize how frisky this Pistons team has gotten as well. They've, they've been playing a lot better basketball the last uh, last five or 10 games, too, and the Bulls should be in a good spot there to put out a, a max effort after coming off that loss. Now, you're going to teasertown here in college basketball while looking at a couple SEC games. Who do you like in the SEC tonight?
1: That's right, guys. So listen, I'm going to take a, a five point SEC college basketball teaser. <laughs> Love it. I'm going to start, what I'm could gonna go start wrong? with Tennessee. I'm going to start with Tennessee at home. They're minus six and a half down to minus one and a half versus Auburn. And I'm going to take Ole Miss. I'm going to push them up at home, up to 10 and a half against Alabama. Look, the Vols, 13 and one at home, six of the last seven home wins. They've scored 80 points or more. Uh, the Tigers just four and four overall on the road. Uh, Tennessee very much alive in capturing the regular season title in the SEC. Still have a shot at number one seed, in the NCAA tournament. Uh, they need this one at home. So I think they get it done. And uh, again, I think, Uh, They have a game against Alabama on Saturday. Uh, So I think they need to definitely take this one game at home. Bruce Pearl's team, by the way, just five and four straight up in their last nine. I'm going to take Tennessee minus the one and a half. And like I said, I'm going to take the Rebels plus ten and a half at home against Alabama. Look, they both have the same record at 19 and eight. But Ole Miss is coming into this one cold. They are just one and five in their last six. And their win was against Missouri, who's last in the SEC. But I'm going to take double digits here at home in a must game to impress the the committee. And again, maybe Alabama looking ahead to Tennessee in Tuscaloosa on Saturday. I'm going to take the 10 and a half with the Rebels. I'm going to lay the one and a half with the Vols.
2: Harry, it's a really tight race atop the SEC right now. Do you have a feel for who ultimately is going to win this thing?
1: You know, it it is. It's very tight up there. Kentucky with a nice, impressive come from behind win. They're not out of it right now either. Coach Cal's team is always solid come tournament time. Um, but I do like Tennessee. I like this overall, the spreading of their offense. Uh, again, they average uh, a lot of points at home. And overall, they're one of the best scoring teams in the country. I think Tennessee is the team to uh, take down the uh, to, to cut the nets for the SEC tournament. That's my team in the SEC, guys.
4: Now we've seen that books have decided to post some of these milestones for LeBron James. So when he was breaking the scoring record, we saw different games to get different odds of when he was going to be able to do so. He's creeping up to forty thousand points now, so they put up a market for when will he score that forty thousand points? You've got to look here. Who do you? What, what game do you like for LeBron here?
1: I do. I do like LeBron to be able to get it in the game on Saturday. On Saturday against Denver at plus one fifty-five. LeBron gets it done there. Look, they have a game tonight against the Clippers. Then they play tomorrow against the Wizards, where he definitely isn't going to want to do that on the NBA season pass ticket on that type of game. I think he'll go. He's 74 points behind. If he goes for 25 and 30 in these next two games, and he's 20, 24 points behind, I think Sunday, Saturday, national television against Denver at home, that's when he gets it done.
2: I love it. And a plus money price always makes you feel good. I I know you don't have a play on that Lakers Clippers game coming up tonight, but the Clippers are laying three and a half without Paul George. I do have a bet in this game. So just curious to get some thoughts from around the room here with, I I trust this Kawhi and Harden lineup. I think that they'll be able to cover this number. Anybody else have any opinions, thoughts? Can you help me out? Support my theories?
1: I kind of do too. I kind of do too, because if you look at the past history, Clippers versus Lakers since LeBron's been there, honestly, the Clippers have dominated the Lakers dominated them. Uh, This is a game where I think, again, you're right. Kawhi has been fantastic. I like Harden in this role too, even if Paul does not play, I just like, I like the situation um, with the clips here. Um, And also next, like I said, you're going to have the Lakers uh, probably winning tomorrow against the Wizards so they can lose this one against the Clips. And again, historically, They've scored, uh, they've beaten them overall uh, in the last, since LeBron's been there again, dominated them. They average 118 points, almost 119 a game, the Clippers do. So I think I'm with you here on the Clippers, and then tomorrow the Lakers win, and then we'll see on Saturday where LeBron probably breaks the record. And I think, again, against Denver on Saturday night, gets over 40,000 points at plus 155. I think that's great value.
4: You can't sleep on this Clippers depth either. One of the deepest teams in the NBA. So loss of Paul George obviously hurts, but they do have a lot of shooters. They can surround it's uh, surround their two talented stars with. Now, Harry, one thing I loved you did last year was the race to 10 during the NCAA tournament. I love watching you sweat it out with the against mm-hmm. all odds guys. Are you guys bringing that back for the tournament?
1: We are. I, I believe we're bringing it back. By the way, we're doing race to 10 starting, I believe, next week on Twitter. So you can catch us doing it live in the NBA, but yeah, definitely. We are going to probably, we're going to be at Jimmy Kimmel's comedy club right there behind the link. We're going to be there Thursday and Friday, me and cousin Sal and a couple other, hopefully, uh, maybe you guys can pop in and take, you know, we're going to be there all day on Thursday starting at nine, whatever it is, 915 AM in the morning, same thing on Friday, Thursday, Friday, we're going to be there. Hopefully you guys can come out. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're going to be doing race to 10, in all the games, so it's going to be a lot of fun. As you know, the time is spread out in those as well. So we're going to be able to do that. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to be, at, like I said, Jimmy Kimmel Comedy Club. Won't cost you a nickel. Just pop in, have some fun. Have a couple of drinks and um, we're going to do race to ten. It's going to be a blast.
2: Yeah, it sounds like a blast. And you actually like led me to another thing during the Super Bowl. A frequent question I was asking a lot of people was how you like to watch the game. Do you like being at home with your family? Do you like going to a Super Bowl party? Do you need to be alone? Do you like going to a sports book? I personally, like for the Super Bowl, especially when it's my team, I need to be around like-minded individuals. I can't be around people that might be rooting against me. But for the NCAA tournament, there is so much going on. I don't think there's a funner way to watch the games than being in Vegas and being at a sports book and being around a bunch of people that are sweating out crazy stuff. What do you think?
1: Yeah, you know what, so when, I, when I lived and worked in Vegas, I worked at uh, those, those first couple of days of the tournament. And it's always madness, crazy, uh, especially in Vegas. You got people coming in from all over the country. And and watching these games in Samatis and you mentioned Super Bowl. Yeah, Super Bowl, especially if it's my team. And I kind of want to watch the game alone. I want to listen to whoever's announcing the game. I want to be focused. I don't want to talk to people who are just, you know, there and whatever and just talking a little bit but don't know football and everything. And all of a sudden you get caught up in a conversation that you really don't want to have. But when it comes to the, the NCAA tournament, Vegas is the place to be. It's always been fun. Again, like I said, Jimmy Kimmel comedy club, we're going to be, well, yeah, you, we don't know the players as much as we do when it comes to NFL here. So, uh, you know, this is a situation where you can be around a lot of people have a few drinks, have be, it's basically party atmosphere all over the place. And it's just so much fun that I think, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's one of those things that you have to experience, especially in Vegas, it's going to be a blast. I love doing that.
2: Harry, yeah, those... go ahead.
4: Those race to 10s are phenomenal, too. Like Harry said, the setup on Thursday and Friday where you have the tip-offs every 10, 15 minutes, you essentially get your bet, you get your result, you move on to the next one, and you have a Uh, good time. And that first weekend of March Madness is so much fun. I remember I took my dad out there when I was living there, and the first game was a 22-point favorite one seed. They gave up a layup, uncontested layup, at the last second to win by 20 and the room went crazy. And my dad's oh, like, yeah. what's going on here? What's happening? And you get that all day, every day on Thursday and Friday. Oh,
1: it's going to be, it, you get it all day. And we'll be you know, you lose one, you got five minutes later, you got the next game. So it's a, we'll, we'll be giving out tickets to people, catching tickets, we'll have blast. Everybody come on out, be fun.
2: It's going to be a blast. Can't wait to get you back out here in Vegas, Harry. Follow him at AAO Harry on social media. We'll be right back, wrapping things up on the Lombardi line
3: Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.
0: I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington.
3: This is the Lombardi line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, here is your host,
2: Stormy Bonatone,
1: on VSIN, the sports betting network.
2: This week on DraftKings Sportsbook, new customers can deposit $5 and get a no sweat bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet loses. Download the app and use the promo code VSIN when you sign up. That's V S I N, DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours. Mike Somich and Stormy and Tony with you. We just had a, a conversation with Harry Gagnon, host of the Against All Odds podcast, and we were talking about some March Madness moments right and where the best place is to watch I totally forgot until you were telling your story Mike that last year when San Diego State was playing Creighton in it, it had to have been at that point was that the sweet Six, the Elite Eight that Elite Eight Elite game that yep. came down to the wire I was watching that game on a plane I had just boarded and it was going through that connectivity issue between whether you're connected to the Wi-Fi at the airport or on the plane and it wasn't working and so my feed was shaking da, 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 da. I'm freaking out nobody around me cares. Nobody around me on the plane knows what's going on. And I lost my freaking mind when I finally saw the ball go through in San Diego State one. But um, yeah, sports book, much better viewing than on a plane.
4: I got to say plane is underrated, though. I-, I was on a plane for the fail Mary and Ooh. there was probably half the plane that was watching that and everyone went nuts when the play happened and so it was actually an, or an entertaining place to watch a football game because you could tell how many people cared about that football game and that specifically that Hail Mary right at the end.
2: That's awesome. Uh, far better uh, to watch games like that in those types of moments with with people I think so that you get yep. that full reaction. So that's one pro tip. Here's another one. Uh, free daily vetting tips available at vison.com We had a great talk with Adam Burke earlier on the show breaking down things about MLB, how to analyze spring training how to analyze some futures and he talked about specifically if you're looking at win totals in major league baseball before the season now's the time when you want to target some of those under bets rather than overs wait until you're sure of a team's health and personnel before you bet and over do you agree with that thought process
4: I think it's a really interesting take. I had not thought about it in that manner before, but but spring training is a long time here and you're going to see one or two key injuries over that time period, which is going to affect the win total of some of these teams. Uh, the idea of taking the unders now and having that full month and if, if unfortunately an injury happens to one of the teams, you bet you're going to get a better number than what the closing number is and you're not going to see a lot of moves up one, two, three games here before first pitch at the end of March. And so it gives you a month to say, okay, I'm interested in the unders now. And then I'll bet my overs right before the season starts, because I know I get to enter the, the regular season with a fully healthy squad.
2: Again, free daily betting tips are VEASAN pro tips available at vison.com searchable by sport and by show. Every show does one of these every single day. Uh, let's go back to college hoops because there is a, a full slate of action going on tonight. And in addition to the marquee matchups where the bulk of people are probably going to be betting, you always talk about how there can be an, it, advantages in betting and specializing in some of these lower level conferences what do you have for the people today
4: we got a plethora of plays Let's today do it. uh we're going to start out here with uh, the Youngstown State Penguins. and They're laying 18 and a half against the Detroit Mercy Titans. Detroit Mercy, 1-28 on the season. They give up 80 points per game. Youngstown scores 82 points per game. I don't want to lay all the wood here, but I am going to look toward a team total over on the Youngstown State Penguins. Right now, you can get them at 84 and a half points as a team total over on DraftKings.com. Uh, they put up a hundy spot when they were at Detroit Mercy last time. This is an offense that averages 82 a game. They love to score the basketball. I think they fly over that team total of 84 and a half today. So taking the uh, the over on the Youngstown Penguins team total. Then let's go to Tulane here. Tulane taking on North Texas. And this is a rematch spot. I wrote about this for the website last week. I love playing these rematch games late in the season, especially when I can find variants and stats that have a high variance, right? So rebounds, not a high variance stat. Generally, if you dominate rebounds in one game, you're going to be able to to replicate that effort. But if you go back to this rematch here, North Texas won 70 to 56. So it sounds like a blowout, but Tulane was in that game, the majority of it, but unfortunately shot poorly from the three-point line. They shot 27% from the three-point line. North Texas shot 50. North Texas, a better shooting team at home. Tulane, not as good as shooting on the road. So now we flip the script here. You get North Texas shooting on the road, Tulane shooting at home. I think Tulane's able to get the job done at plus two and a half there. Um, and interestingly enough, right now, if you want to go to this game, it's just two dollars, Stormy. You can get in the door for two bucks if you're in, uh, if you're down there in New Orleans, and you want to see this Tulane against North Texas game.
2: Beautiful. Uh, You love to see it. And and so uh, what I love about you, too, is that you go through you you not it's not just one conference that you hone in on. It's not like you're just in the Big South or the American like there are a bunch of those lower level conferences that you look at. And the SoCon is one that you have as well. You like a game looking at Western uh, Carolina and Furman. What intrigued you there?
4: Yeah, this is another rematch here. Uh, Western Carolina was a a short dog at Furman. Furman ended up winning the game on a walk-off three-pointer. I think it was 0.6 seconds left in that one. They won 68 to 65. Uh, Again, the variance from home to road shooting for both of these teams is a key point for me. Both of them shoot about three percentage points better from three-point land at home. Western Carolina now going to be at home. They were also in control of that game for the majority of it and ended up just faltering at the end. When they now get that home crowd, I think they're able to get the job done. So we're going to lay the two and a half with Western Carolina taking on Furman today. Uh, Mentioned Winthrop plus eight and a half. Uh, This is one that Adam Burke Mm -hmm. liked as well. It's a rematch with High Point. High Point won the first game 83-81 at Winthrop. Uh, But you had an anomaly from a scoring perspective for High Point. Uh, Kiza Gifa went for 37 points in that game. He regularly goes for 15. Uh, From a Winthrop perspective, they were not as efficient inside as you generally see. Uh, This is one where Adam mentioned that Winthrop gets a lot of their shots at the rim. They missed a lot of those bunnies in that game. I think they're able to come back in this spot. And then, one more for me from the college hardwood Uh, let's lay the five and a half with Richmond going into St. Louis Uh, the Billikens Unfortunately, not very good this year. However, uh, this is an important game for the Richmond Spider. I don't love laying it on the road, but this is a St. Louis team that's coming off a win against George Washington, who is all the other bad team in the conference there. So they just got their big win. And Richmond needs this to hold on to the number one seat inside their conference. There's only three games left. They're only a half game ahead in that conference. So an important game for Richmond. And as weird as it sounds for a team that's 3-12 and in conference, kind of a sleepy spot here for St. <laughs> Louis. Uh, so we'll lay the 5.5 with Richmond as well.
2: The Billikens, spiders, paladins, catamounts, nothing better than some of these, uh, some of these mascots. Uh, so you mentioned $2 to get into the two-lane game. We have a couple of favorites in the NHL that are over $2 tonight. Uh, yes. the Edmonton Oilers minus two eighty-five hosting the St. Louis blues total in that one, six and a half. And then the first game of the evening, the Rangers minus two forty-five hosting the Columbus blue jackets. Both of us, uh, like-minded it appears in this one, lay in the puck line with the Rangers here at an even money spot. Uh, Revenge spot for New York in this one they just lost to the Blue Jackets 4-2 on Sunday. But that might have been Columbus's best game of the season, Mike, and I don't think <laughs> we're going to get that kind of play again today. And the Rangers, we know prior to that, were on a 10-game win streak. They're playing some excellent hockey. Igor Shesterkin's going to be back in net tonight. So I just like everything coming up Rangers tonight. What were your thoughts?
4: I agree with you. We get Mr. Sturkin. We get the revenge spot. The Rangers also one of the best teams in the NHL at home, 20 and seven at home right now, Columbus nine and 13 on the road. It's a Rangers team, that ripped off four straight wins by two or more goals prior to that loss to Columbus. I think they come back tonight and avenge it. I was surprised this was the shorter price of these two games that you mentioned the $2 favorites, St. Louis taking on Edmonton, Uh, St. Louis has played well. They kind of hit the skids again. Uh, They fired their head coach, had a nice stretch. Now, not so good anymore. Specifically, goal scoring been an issue for them, but they did beat the Oilers five games back, six to three. Uh, lean toward the over in that St. Louis and Edmonton game. Have not played that one yet, but I think six and a half. Uh, a little bit low there. I made the number closer to seven. So if you want to play in that one, go over. I didn't bet it myself, but I do think that the Rangers deserve to be a bigger favorite than the Oilers tonight because the Rangers at home are just so much better of a team. And we have seen this Oilers team have letdowns every now and then. So I'd much rather lay the puck and a half or the goal and a half here with the Rangers tonight. Get that plus 100 number.
2: Yeah, I'm with you. And also speaking of totals, I kind of lean under in that game too. the total set at six and a half for that game as well. But Shisterkin looking at his numbers recently six and oh in February allowed just three goals his past three starts. And that's with 40 plus shots coming his way in each of those games. He's been for, for a season that hasn't been his best. He's gotten back to a little bit more of that Vesna caliber form, and so I, I think that this could be a lower scoring affair in general.
4: I, I wouldn't be shocked if it is. Uh, specifically, you mentioned Shosturkin, who's who's seemed to come into his own, and this is an Rangers team. I. I- feel like people are kind of sleeping on Stormy. To me, they're mm. they're one of the best teams, if not the best team out East right now this year. Um, and they're still not the favorite to win the conference. You're still still seeing the Boston Bruins as the favorite to win the conference here. So I, I'm pretty high on this Rangers team. I thought they played very good hockey down the stretch here. And if Shosturkin can come back, and you mentioned to get to that Vesna form and you have consistency throughout these later months of the season, this is a really dangerous Rangers team when we get into the playoffs.
2: Yeah, and to your point, if the playoffs started today, it would be the Rangers as the top seed in the Eastern Conference because they have five more regulation wins than the Bruins do at this point. Uh, I'm excited because similar to what we talk about with with March Madness and kind of the volatility and anybody can win on any given day. Some of these, they call the Stanley Cup the hardest trophy in sports to win for a reason. It gets crazy down the stretch. I'm excited for playoffs right around the corner.
4: Well, I'd look no further than your Knights last yeah, year. Exactly. I mean they were they were left for dead for the majority of the season. You were able to get them as high as fifteen to one. They get into the playoffs. They start streaking. And people still didn't believe. I was a non-believer. I think I picked against them in the first two rounds, and then I I righted the ship there, Stormy. But uh, the, the the NHL playoffs are just such a unique thing because momentum matters, goaltending matters, and unlike a lot of other sports, one bounce of a puck can completely mm-hmm. change the outcome of a hockey game. And when you have that single bounce that can make the difference, it makes it just wildly up for grabs and it makes it a lot of fun.
2: Yeah. You know, and I remember you coming on the show last year, spouting those lies about my golden Knights (laughs) and a common theme I had to say is, why are you doing this to me? Uh, The Florida Panthers, by the way, who the Vegas golden Knights beat last year in the Stanley cup final are the favorite right now to win it all at DraftKings. That's a wrap for today's edition of the Lombardi line. Me and Mike Somich. So back tomorrow, same time, same place.